Twelve o'clock struck eleven, but eleven fifty-seven. So it struck me that I just couldn't stay. So I jumped on my scooter, headed home to my computer, where that damn work firewall couldn't get me away. Course of the day, and this day would probably break me with no murder there to break me away. Running is like a bandaid on the gravestone of the USA. Oh, wow. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the latest Nooner that we've ever started. We are 40 minutes behind schedule. So if when you're you say still, we, I mean you, me. Yeah, okay. But you're with me. You're the sucker who got drawn along on Good this thing I rushed here from, ordeal. Uh, from work. Yeah, I appreciate that. Unlike yeah. other merps who canceled seven minutes before um, yeah. the airtime. Yeah. And, and Steve, Steve quit because we said his hair was gray. No, you said his hair was gray. No, I think you did too. I did not say. Well, I, said I no want to apologize. Thing. No Steve, such thing. If you, if you, if you are listening to this, I apologize for saying that you're over the age of twenty-seven. I absolutely believe that you are still a young, 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 young man, just like you behave. You're very. I mean, I think you're very immature. Don't you think he's very immature? He's not mature at all. I'm not participating in this. Uh, not at all. Uh, I do want to cat. thank everyone for hanging with us. What happened was uh, I was I got the call that everyone was running late um, or not coming at all. And then so I was scrambling to get everything ready and find material. And then I realized there was no little SD card in the recorder, uh-huh. the digital recorder. So I, I had the, the wisdom to put all my little cards, you know, because you just sort of amass them over time, yeah. you know, and, into one little place. And none of them worked. They all required formatting. Yeah. And I tried the quick format, but that didn't work. So they're, they're still formatting now, but we're recording this on the camera I don't know if it's going to work. Who knows? What do you need that for? What do you mean? Why are you recording on an SD card? Is this like... Because how else am I supposed to record it? Well, uh, you could record it to the hard drive. With what? The hard drive of your computer. I, uh, you, could, you could record it to the cloud. The cloud? Yeah, you could, could record it to Google Do you Docs. realize I work in technology? Yeah. And I couldn't figure out any of this shit that you're talking about. You don't really work in technology. You're a technical writer. That's a very big difference. I did some Python programming today. I'll have you know. I don't believe it, really. I really don't. I stole some code, then I just put in my own little variables in there. But yeah, well, I still that did it. sort of counts. Yeah. That's very impressive, Marty. Yes. So and- that really, that really like, completely erases the last 40 minutes of scrambling around trying to find an SD yes, card. Yes, while you just sort of sat there well, typically. Well, I, I was going to, I offered to rip your house apart and look for an SD card. No, you didn't. You just said. Well, I, uh, I did in my head. <laughs> I thought about it. Well, thank you, John. For, they, you know, that it's the thought of effort that is <laughs> half the battle. Uh, so it, this reminds me of the, the this one. Like, By I was the just, way, I was going to get you flowers. Oh, but I didn't. Oh, well, okay. Thank I actually you. wasn't gonna, but I was thinking that I should think right, about right. doing I, it. I see what you're doing. Oh, so yeah. 
this reminds me of you know I'm just scrambling around the house. I'm trying to find the one that the the card that was in the machine, and I have no idea where it is. And I'm well, just like, can we go back to my question about why you have to record to an SD card? No, you have to mail I, this I, off. I, I answered. I answered this. You that. did not. I know I have to put it to wax cylinder, and what? then I have to I have to convert it to wax cylinder, and then get it to Will Wilkins. Oh my god! So I'm I'm scrambling through all my papers and whatever, just looking for this tiny little card. Mm. And I, I can't find it. And it, this reminded me of one time I was going to a bachelor party. And uh, s- some of the members of the bachelor party told me to pick up drugs from a friend of a friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we get to this sketchy Hollywood apartment. <laughs> and we're like, hey, Ray, like, what's up? Um, like, uh we're, we got to go to the, to this party, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I oh, yeah, I, I can't I, I I had it in a stack of newspapers, and and I've been looking for it, and he's just like this skinny guy wearing he's a drug dealer shorts, he's a Hollywood, drug and that's dealer. it, and yeah. just like super tan. Yeah. Uh, actually, you know, he's he is a friend of a friend. I mean, he's a, he's a great guy, but also a drug dealer. Um, and he's like, I think I might have recycled it. <laughs> like a question. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, just give me a second. And so we're just sort of waiting there. And we're already running late, you know. And yeah. uh, we're just in the, it's a shoe, this shoebox apartment. You know, those shoebox apartment buildings in Hollywood. It's probably yeah. been raised and turned to high rises now. But uh, so he's like, oh. And then he goes in, comes out, goes in, comes out. And then he's like, I think I threw it away. And so then this scrawny little guy in in shorts just jumps into the dumpster and is just like his legs are just dangling out as he's just like no. fishing through garbage trying to find this thing because you know he was really concerned about this bachelor party that yeah you know he wanted to go really well yeah and after you're like, gonna pay him money too uh yeah and it yeah. wasn't even that much i mean you we weren't gonna pay him that much but he probably had extra more than just you it was kind of his weekly. It was it was his rent money. I, he was it, if for. that was his, uh, it, the rent money. What we were paying would have covered the what rent. What color were these drugs? Just what color were these drugs? Were they green? The, so, anyhow, the or point is that he, or were they white? He, he like after like twenty minutes of digging around, and we're just Can like, what do we question? do? Do we just leave? Do we just leave? Yeah. And he's like, ah, here it is. Yeah. And there's like this eureka moment, and and they were uh, white. That's why he was. In it save the save the night. Uh, so that's what this moment was like. I was like little Ray with my legs dangling, uh, you know, out of the dumpster. That was back in the good old days when you can buy drugs and they wouldn't kill you. Uh, the drugs wouldn't? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um. Illegal drugs now will kill you because the legal ones, marijuana, won't kill you. Yeah. So those, those, those. Fentanyl uh, will kill you. There were those uh, three West Point cadets and another guy, and they were on spring break last uh, week or two ago, and uh, they did some cocaine, and they did not know it was laced with fentanyl, and one of them died or two of them died. I don't know. I mean, like people die every day here now. And fentanyl is so fentanyl killing people like left and right. It's so pernicious. And it was designed, I mean, uh, from what I understand, if you're in a lot of pain and you have, um, you're dying, uh, it, it is very effective at. That's not, this, the stuff that's on the street, I don't think is no, it, medical uh, grade. I think it's it's uh, manufactured by evil people and 
it's it's being it's killing people on almost on purpose. Uh, yeah, but it, it if it's administered because it's normally administered in patch form, and uh, and not like you're not snorting it. And, yeah, and so it's slightly slower, and it it is a measured dose, and like the delivery mechanism is is a huge part of it. Uh-huh. But it is really effective in in allevi- alleviating pain for yeah, people well, who are dying. Yeah, well, if you're dead, you're not feeling any pain. No, no, if you're dying, if it, you're dying, and you're in pain, it, and you're it's in pain. very effective. So I mean, I'm, I'm what I'm saying is it has a purpose, and it's just been repurposed thanks to these drug companies who uh, turned people onto it and and got people hooked on drugs for um, these drugs that were meant for people who are dying, but these people were just in pain, discomfort, or, or were talked into it, taking this drug. And Yeah, that's I'm, I'm not really talking about that. I'm talking about heroin. Uh, no, that's what I'm talking about. I know, but I'm talking about something else. I'm talking about heroin addicts who then went to fentanyl and then are dying like people who lived for years being heroin addicts and went on and off heroin and they what happened it's not working not working so we're just going to have to what are we going to do well hopefully the battery on this camera thing holds up it it seems to be recording or 10 minutes in is it a camera thing or is it just a camera well, because we're not actually filming anything, it's a cam in in this oh, use. It's a it's camera, a camera thing. thing. I see. Oh my God! Why can't you? Why do you have to challenge everything? This is like I so. Really thought that was part of the job. This I, is I, really I'm pretty sure I'm going to look at the employee handbook. An improv of you. Uh, so oh, here it is again. I'm just saying. I'm just a rules reminder of the, the rules that rules you taught me. According to Marty, you no. Don't contradict to... me. <laughs> no, it's not contradict. Not. <laughs> That's not the rules. Of, what are the rules of improv, John? Number one, don't contradict Marty. No, Number what two, are the do whatever Marty says? What are the rules? That's of what imp- I learned from Del Close. What are the rules of improv, John? The rules of improv are number one, don't contradict Marty. You. John, what, what are the rules of improv? I'm doing it wrong. Am I doing it I'm wrong? I'm asking you, what are the rules of improv that you taught to me? That I taught to you? Mm-hmm. Don't contradict me, John Sylvain. The rules of improv are uh, always accept what your partner offers. A short way of saying that is yes and. Okay. The second rule of improv is don't ask questions. Invent rather than ask. Assume that your partner knows what's going on because your partner really does shouldn't know what's going on. You both don't know what don't what's going on, so you invent things. And what's the last rule? Keep it active. Okay. All right. That's all. All right. And then the the fourth rule is... Wait, you said that's all! No, the fourth rule is uh, uh, if you're going to kill somebody, kill them and then find out what happens next. Right, right. You don't pull a gun unless you're going to use it, right? Well, you can pull a gun and if you're not going to use it. But if you know what's going to happen, have it happen. Right, right, right. Don't, don't uh, dwell on don't it. Don't dawdle. Because dawdle. You, because you think that that's going to be the end of your thing because your, your scene in your head is... You know, something or else. Right, right. You're writing in your head. You're writing in your head. And no, because you don't want to have to think of the next idea because the one you have you think is so great you want to draw it draw out. Draw it out and put it off. Which right. is, you shouldn't do that. All right. That's good. Yeah. That's really- uh, and that reminds me, uh, the person who told me that is uh, Dave Pasquese. That's a funny day. It is a funny name. He's a name. funny guy. One of the greatest improvisers. I wish ever. my last name was Miss. He played. He played. My the last major name is Domo a pronoun. On the, on the terrible. Show uh, uh, Bubba Fett. He was the major, major domo guy. He was also the husband, uh, ex-husband on Veep, and and he was in in a show called that I really want everybody to watch called Lodge Forty Nine. 
mm-hmm. that um, was executive produced. It was on, uh, I think it was on AMC okay. for a couple seasons, and it starred uh, the son of Kurt Russell, Wyatt Russell, uh-huh. and um, it is executive produced by Paul Giamatti, and so Paul is a friend of mine. He told me about it, so I watched it, and I it's one of the- So it had one viewer then. At yeah, least. it did. Yeah. It, it's so good. What? It is so good. It is like one of the best things ever. Okay. And it gets better and better. And so everybody should watch it's it. still on? No, it was only on for two seasons because I was the only person watching it. Uh, I didn't even watch it when it was on. Uh, what, but it's so good. It's on like Hulu. Or, or, what's I the premise? What? What's the premise? Uh, the the premise of... Why do, you, why do you say things like that? Um, the premise is uh, White Russell is a... A surfer whose dad used to be a pool cleaner, and he used to, you know, be a pool cleaner with his dad. And he's in Long Beach with his sister, um, and she works at like um, some uh, the Irish version of TGIF Fridays, and um, and they're uh, I think they're twins. And anyway, he's he got a shark bite or a snake bite, so he can't very surf different, anymore. Very different. I don't remember what it was, but he got some kind of bite on his leg, so he can't go surfing. And he ends up uh, joining this, like, um, Elks Lodge, which is actually a Lynx Lodge, and it's Lodge 49. And it's just a bunch of, uh, the name of the lodge is Lodge 49. Right. And just a bunch of guys getting together? Just a bunch of people, you know, middle, middle sort of middle, middle class people with, with their problems. But the Lynx Lodge also has this sort of, uh, you know, secret um, history sort of behind it that's kind of silly. It might be real. And... Um, and the people are all the characters are very um, rich and kind of weird and and weird and and normal. I thought you said they were middle class. Yeah, they are. No, I mean they're richly <laughs> they're richly constructed. Okay, I, I wasn't challenging you in a way that was. I mean, that's I was going. No, off. I understood. Okay, okay. you know, it was, I, it's funny. It's funny. Clear. All right. I mean, you know, he's they're American middle class, so they are rich compared to everybody else in the world. Fair enough. Anyway, they're they're great characters, and then it's it goes in all kinds of really interesting um, directions and unexpected directions, and it just sort of gets better and better and wilder and wilder, and uh, it, 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 until they cancel it. Until they cancel it, but they has a satisfying ending. Oh, and is Paul in it? Yeah, he is in the second season. Oh, um, but uh, anyway, I, I I recommend everybody watch it. Okay, because it just keeps on going in unexpected directions, and I think it's very, very well done. Um, so we got a a, a tweet from JP who says, "Been been watching any of the startup company shows about Theranos and so on? <laughs> there's the the Theranos one. There's the we Uber, were, yeah, Uber one. I started with, watching that. Oh, I watched sort of watched half of it. And that the Uber one is with uh, um." Uh, Third Rock from the Sun guy, Jay, Jay Golev. J- J- what? Jay Golev. Oh, that's that's his, is that his uh, alien name? Well, it's like you know you've got J Lo and he's Jay Golev. Okay, cool. Uh, Joseph Gordon Still looks like he's twelve. Uh, yeah, yeah, and and I think you know he took it on and he was pretty vocal about trying to like expose the. The inner workings of of Silicon Valley. Who was him? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. personally, personally. Yeah, you know, great, fantastic. That's yeah. what we need. Yeah, I mean, and his, you know, his wife is a is a CEO of a robotics company in Silicon I didn't Valley. Know that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, is she is she crazy? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think it's a small company, and she's like a she's like a brainiac. You know, she, I think it it's seems a, like you have to be nuts to be you know, uh, CEO of one of these companies. We will we'll talk about that. That's a, a very interesting. And then there's the, the one about WeWork, 
we work we crash uh, yeah it has jared leto in it and i i have uh i i don't think i can watch anything with jared leto in it yeah it's unsettling when i watch the, the because trailer. he's such a captivating actor he's a captivating human like i don't know if he's even a good actor i mean i think he's one of those people what really I mean, it's aimed right at my face. Uh, he's one of those people. So much better. That, okay, it, it's he's one of those people that it's just sort of like what Steve brought up a couple weeks ago with uh, uh, what's your name from Tank Girl, and you know there's some there's some actors that are you can't really tell if they're good actors because they're so fucking weird. He's one of those people. Yes, yes. And it was funny. I was just listening today a, an interview with one of the actors in that show, and he's like. You know, I really worked hard on the character, like playing a real life character, but I didn't do what Jared Leto did. Yeah. Like, and it, it was sort of like I w- couldn't. It was like a weird balance of like massive respect or just like that guy's nuts. And I think it was probably that guy's nuts. Yeah. Maybe, I mean, he's, he's still he hasn't aged either. Uh, he looks great. And he looks, I mean, from the things he, he, lo- he still looks like he's like 24. Are you going to see Mobius? I don't know. I, 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 it doesn't, it doesn't appeal to me. Um, it just seems like such a product of the seventies. I mean, yeah, know, it really it, does. Like, you know, he had hair like my hair, like right now yeah. and except he had more of it. And, uh, and then he had the, the shirt that was like open all the way to his belly button. Yeah. You know, it was pretty fantastic. I was a kind of a fan of those seventies comics. Like I love werewolf by night. Oh yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Marvel uh, Wolfman, who's an artist. In the seventies, oh, Marv Wolfman. Yeah, uh, he. Uh, I don't he, think he it was pronounced Wolfman. Um, well, it was spelled Wolfman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there are a lot of things that are not pronounced the way they're spelled. All right. Well, so, well, how you, how would you pronounce his name? Wolfman. <laughs> <laughs> the entire all of the letters are silent. Yeah, yeah. All right, Stan Lee, meet Marv. <laughs> and uh, he did Dracula. Okay. Uh, he also I, did Howard the Duck, which is also really cool. But Dracula, uh, I, I think never it was understood Dracula. Howard the Duck. Yeah. Uh, oh, it was just yeah. I didn't either because I was eleven. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I really liked Werewolf by Night and then Swamp Thing. Uh, and Alan Moore took that to new directions and stuff. And Mor- Morbius, I felt like was was in there, but it wasn't quite as good. Uh, at least I never. I read some of it, but there was one called Moonbat. Oh. Or man bat. There was one called man, man bat. bat. I remember man bat. Man, that was that was, that was DC. Yeah. yeah, man bat. That was yeah. kind of a rip off of, or something. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> it was Gil. What is his name? Gil Kane's uh, uh, dyslexic son. Yeah, he's like, Dad, I've got one. He's called bat. I mean, man bat. I think you're gonna get letters for that. That's um, how dyslexic people talk. That's, that's how. <laughs> That no no that's Tom Cruise is is famously dyslexic and that's that's, sound, yeah, that's exactly that's, how we that's talks. why it sounded like Tom Cruise thank just you. now thank you I appreciate that you know something uh, speaking of old comic books that I realized is that my memory of reading Batman comics is that the Bruce Wayne character never appeared Batman was always Batman like he hardly ever took his costume off in the stories in the comic books and, and you couldn't stop thinking about how much he must have smelled. No, and it oh, wasn't sorry. that at all. It was that it's interesting because one of the things about uh, comic book movies is you have these characters that have masks on, and then you pay movie stars lots of money to be these characters. And, and they have, and they, they're movie stars partially because 
you they've been in things before and you want to see their faces and also they're good actors so you want to see their faces and they're good looking and their fans want to see their faces so they keep on taking off their masks a lot right and, and shirts and shirts and whatever they can take off but uh but I, I, it was just occurred to me that, you know, all the Batman comics that I remember, it's mostly just Batman in his Batman outfit. And he hardly ever takes off his cowl and hangs out and is Bruce Wayne. Like, Bruce Wayne is, in the comic books, is a completely non-developed um, character. As opposed to Superman, because Superman was the first comic, the first superhero. And so he had, they gave him every power. He had, not only was he super strong, he could fly and he had super cold breath and super, super hearing and, and uh, heat vision and he could go fast. He could go really fast. And x-ray vision. And he had x-ray vision. I mean, he could do everything. So, and he was impervious to everything except kryptonite, but he had this one thing, which was he was Clark Kent. And so you that, could that, sort of, that humanized him sort of a little bit, and so that's why his his uh, alter ego was in the comic books more. But Bruce Bruce Wayne was just really rich. I just I just think about I don't know. Did you read comic books when you were a kid? Yeah, of course. Well, you're nodding. It's a podcast. Where I know, but gonna... but like I'm just out of disbelief so you, because we talk about comic books well, all I the know, time. But did you did I did you notice that about Batman? Am I am I wrong? You're, I just, you're not wrong. In the 70s, he was like that. Yeah. But in the 80s, once you get into, like, Frank Miller territory, even though Frank Miller's Dark oh, yeah. Knight was mostly Bruce, like, mostly Batman as Batman, he we, he still had character development, you know? And, yeah, and, you're right. And then, but no, no, but you, but like, for the bulk of, of that, the Batman era, it was Batman. Even when I think about the Dark Knight, it's mostly Batman. Yeah. And, but then you get into um, Batman Year One, where he's, like he's still balancing that a little bit, but you don't really see too much of him as as Bruce Wayne. But yeah, yeah, it's but, more it's more about him being Batman because Bruce Wayne doesn't really have anything to do, right? It's right. like it's like he you know he's Bruce Wayne when he showers, and then and then he goes out and puts the Batman thing back on. I mean, there's a reason why I'm trying to trying to think like you know RoboCop like who knows what Peter Weller's up to these days, but. You know, like like he was RoboCop. Like he yeah. didn't have an alter ego, right. and like we just think of him as wearing that helmet. But mm -hmm. but uh, bat, yeah. I mean, I'm agreeing with you. Like that. Like they were trying to sell tickets, and movie stars sell tickets. Right. Like if it could, if it could be anyone, if it could be Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, then. Like, you're not going to put Ben Affleck in a Mighty Morphin Power Rangers outfit and be like, all right, we, we got the biggest star, you know, or whatever. Like, we got a huge star mm -hmm. and dressed up in tights and mm -hmm. more well, than And money. also, uh, I think that superhero costumes kind of look, well, I guess they don't look dumb. They, 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 it took them a while to figure it out, but mostly they don't look dumb anymore. Yeah. Uh, Maybe it's because we're used to them. Yeah, unless they're meant to look dumb. Like what? Um, like Spider-Man, like in uh, the Tom Holland one when he's wearing the sweats before Tony Stark gets to him, you know. Uh, yeah. Uh, and there, there's some of the, in the boys, some of those costumes are pretty ridiculous. I couldn't watch the boys. Too much violence for John. Yeah. And too uh, many hateful people that were all, all their motivations were just so like, you know what? I'm just terrible. But the, you know what motivates me? Being terrible. The comic book is even worse. And is it? Yeah. And I talked about this before, I think. Oh, with I, you, I think. What? I think it was with you. It's just about how, oh, no, no. I talked about it with a, uh, 
a friend of mine who I was saying that like they push this envelope to be crass and sexist and like overly sexual in, in the guise of satire of like, right. oh, we're, yeah. we're sending up, mm-hmm. we're sending up the, you know, the superhero genre as we rape women and, yeah. you know, and just massacre people. Yeah. And the, the comic book is, is egregious about that. Yeah. The, the uh, show TV show kind of dances around that line and it's a little bit better, but just, it feels like you're rewarding that kind of behavior by yeah. adapting that. I, I, I have a, a, a point that I want to add to that. Please. But first I have to say they have a huge crush and it's still have a huge crush on Elizabeth Shue. Um, so the thing about that, it, the thing that bought this movies that are like metaphors for themselves in ways that are like seven or pretty much any serial killer movie, but I don't really seek them out. So the only one I can really reference is seven where the, the idea is who could, think of such a horrifying thing right, right. it's like and it's the like, person who wrote this fucking and the last script. one is worse than the next murder yeah. you know the oh, next murder is with more the, the horrifying you know, humans just could imagine such yeah. things right and, and it's the and people be- who make the movies and it becomes a, a game of one-upsmanship of like you know and that's what the saw movies are about yeah but the um i will say that that's why zodiac is such a great movie because yeah, it, it, it is seen it. It's, it's about a serial killer, but it doesn't glorify the serial killer. It really mm-hmm. focuses on the hunters and how frustrating it is and, and how, um, uh, yeah. And, and if it really focused on the hunters and it was really about how frustrating it was. Can you imagine? It was like, like how boring, like actual police work oh, is. Watch, watch Memories of Murder. That this is the Bong Joon Ho film that he made. You know, whatever twenty years ago. Yeah, uh, it is. It is great, and it's about these cops trying to find a serial killer. And Bong Joon Ho is the guy who did Parasite. Yes, I know. And uh, and he, it, it's procedural. It's bureaucratic. It's frustrating. It's funny. And it's and it's grisly, you know, in certain moments. But and it's based on a true story, and I highly recommend it because because it it uh, humanizes something that is horrific. And so much of like the sevens and the saws and all that stuff are dehumanizing. Yeah. Uh, and but it yet it's something that really happens. Yeah. Uh, and that sort of goes well. So to get back to what JP was talking about, what um, about the the uh, shows about um, Theranos and, and these tech startups and stuff. Oh, like that. Is JP start asked that question. I yeah. didn't realize that. I thought that was your question. No, no. When I looked down and said JP is asking. Oh, I was I was napping at that. Were, you know what? That's my fault because we started forty minutes late and oh yeah, I mean, it's the, past energy, my already. the energy you brought in, I just sucked away. Yeah, yeah. As I was had my that's little legs like dangling in the dumpster looking for the uh, the memory card. Yeah. So, uh, you were asking like about, uh, these, these CEOs yeah, and like, you know, who would, who would like, you were asking about uh, Jago Lev's, uh, wife, like, is she a monster? You know? Yeah. Like the, you know, Jago Lev, you uh, really got to commit to that? Or is that something that uh, everybody- been going on for years. Really? Yeah. Jago Lev? It hasn't caught on, but I'm no. still oh, you're still trying. Can to you imagine that? It hasn't caught on. No, so weird. I can't so that. why is it Joseph Gordon Levitt? That's his name. Okay. Okay. Do you call him Jago Lev? Okay. So, um, 
why do you think that why do you say like is he a monster well is she a monster is she a monster? just like well the 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 fictional versions of uh the we work guy the uber guy and the theranos lady are monsters and they seem to be monsters and then um did you uh, watch all the shows or I, you know i just watched the uh the uh, like four episodes or three episodes of uh uh super pumped and um and i just watched Ooh, I, I, super pumped is the uh theranos, the Uber, one? Uber, Uber, Uber one. Okay. theranos is the dropout uh which i i i am a big fan of uh siegfried and roy what's her name amanda siegfried amanda siegfried shy feet i think she's can do no wrong and she's gorgeous um and i actually uh was in the room with uh in the, with elizabeth holmes in the what i was i was at the clinton conference like five years ago and she was speaking oh. and she was there and she was talking about her incredible groundbreaking device and bill clinton was there and he's just amazing it's just incredible what you people have done I could talk about this for hours. Yeah. Um, that was pretty good. Uh, <laughs> wow, you really imitated me complimenting you really well right now. That was amazing. I had to. Wasn't you weren't going to do it. Nope, 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 nope. So, uh, yeah. It just seems, it just seems like um, just based on those people and then Elon Musk um, and, um, and Peter Thiel based on his who's Peter Thiel? Peter Thiel is a venture capitalist who I think he started PayPal. Okay. And he's behind a lot of uh these companies and he was sort of um apparently the basis for the character in um Silicon Valley. Oh. The the kind of um uh, on the spectrum kind of a venture capitalist. Um and the, the guy apparently um, he, he the guy who played him passed away. He was very sad. Yeah. yeah. Um but he was great. Did you see Silicon Valley? I saw the first season. Oh, my God. It's such season, a good... It's yeah. so well-written. So fucking well-written. Well it's very good. Because it's just... I mean, the twists and turns. Very, very good. Mike Judge, genius. 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 Greg Daniels, too, or no? I don't know. But Mike Judge. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I don't know great. if Greg Daniels did it, too. Did he? I don't know. We'll but never. Mike Judge. Yeah. Office Space. Yep. Beavis and, and, and he worked as an engineer, I believe, for a couple of years before, uh, whatever before Office done. Space. Fucking so, brilliant. So uh, it, it sort of, like, it brings up the, the concept, the idea of, like... And, and Steve Jobs? Yeah. It, are, are Bill Gates? All these people are these super driven people who don't, in their, in their public life, exhibit a lot of empathy and warmth and... Psychopaths. So there, there's like I think there's a degree of narcissism, there's a degree of sociopathy, and there's a degree of psychopathy. What is the difference between a sociopath and a psychopath? Uh, I think um, other than the spelling. Yeah. Oh shoot. Then I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I think a, a, a sociopath doesn't know the difference between right and wrong and a psychopath well you know what i'll look it up you will yep not right now though no no next week okay um but do you think the, who who here is a sociopath and who here is a psychopath they're just the two of us i don't think yeah. it's an i don't think it's a zero-sum sort of thing you know oh yeah oh i think oh, we're okay. both like kind 
generous, interesting, normal people. So how would you let's how would we diagnose Stephen? Is he a sociopath or psychopath? He's got to be one or the other. Uh, why don't you diagnose him then? Oh, I think he's a skateboarder. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, psychopaths are classified as people with little or no conscious conscious. Yeah, psychopath. Okay, and sociopaths have a limited, albeit weak, ability to feel empathy and remorse. Okay, so that so, that makes sense. It does. So, so what's the difference? No uh, conscience? psychopaths have no conscience. No conscience. Sociopaths have no empathy. Okay. No so that's conscience. where, like, so sociopathy sort of parallels like narcissism, uh-huh. because no narcissisms are self-involved. Are narcissists are self-involved, and so they don't they don't care about other people. Right. Um, Narcissistic so, sociopath makes sense. Yeah. Sociopath. Yeah, I've probably known a lot of sociopaths in theater. <laughs> um, and a lot of, oh, and a ton of narcissists. Well, almost, yeah, to a person. Yeah. Really. I mean, but, th- you know, to be fair, we all have uh, levels of all these. Traits. I don't. I'm perfect. Okay, moving on. Um I agree. Yes, and yes, let's move and on. I'm perfect. Yes, and John is perfect. Uh, but uh, so also no these people are workaholics. And, you know, I was listening to uh, the uh, the uh, CEO of Airbnb speak uh, the other day. And uh-huh. he works like 60 hours a week, seven days a week. And he was saying like, oh, you know, I... I spend all this time working and, and I need to like, I'm like now 40. I've been working at this job since for the past 14 years. Um, I'm worth hundred. Well, he didn't say that he's worth hundreds of million dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars, if not billions of dollars. But it's like, well, now I, I, I think I need to slow down. Um, and it really made me think of like, okay, like we all like, aspire to be financially successful you know we where we have aspirations i I, yeah we all dream of that Mm -hmm. but is that the only like do you have to be a a narcissistic sociopath who works 60 to 90 hours a week to to achieve that goal yeah yeah no no it, it, it just helps i think that um I think, I mean, the guy who uh, runs Airbnb um, or any of these other people, they are um, where they are in part because they they work all the time. And they're where they are in part because they're very, very lucky. I mean, I, I, my, my thing is if you work really, really hard, you can be a millionaire. If that's your goal, right. you, you can be a millionaire with a little bit of luck, but hard work will pay off. It really will. But you also have to be really focused. It's not You right. can't just work. Right. You have to you be focused. You can't just dig a and hole that, and, and just keep digging and be like, where's my million dollars? Um, well, you certainly can, but you won't get it. Right. But the... Um, but to get a to be a billionaire, you have to work usually pretty hard and also be really lucky. You have to you have to find something that works. So when does the sociopathy kick in? Like at what well, level? I, I, I don't I don't know if it's um, the the thing the thing is it's hard to tell if it's uh, a cause or an effect. You know because uh, a lot of these people. Um, Started out really brash. I sort of started. I started out really brash when yeah. I was in my twenties, and pretty much everybody I know did. And you had that 
billion dollars and then you pissed it all away. I pissed it all away. Snorted it. I just did one gigantic line of coke for a year. Uh, it's just you went around the world. I went around the world, billion dollars worth of coke right just, up my nose. Longest rail ever, eight thousand yeah. miles. Yeah, and then I was awake for eight years, yeah. and uh, and then uh, I settled down. Um, <clears throat> no, but when you have tremendous success uh, and you and everybody says yes to you and and you're the decisions that you made were correct in the sense that you were successful, then you start to think that you are always right. And, and I think maybe that causes a bit of sociopathy, but also I think it seems to me that you look at the, the, the culture of, of Silicon Valley and you, you look at the people that, I mean, you know, you read the success literature, like, you know, uh, Gary V or, um, I don't who's know that, that guy. He's, he's a, um, uh, uh, success literature guy, um, or uh, Tim Ferriss, you know, or uh, Tony Robbins. You sort of get into that mindset, and then but you also. I, I mean, those people aren't making anything, though. No, I know, but but the the people that are making things are listening to those uh -huh. people, and right. they are also the, you look around, and the people who have made it in the tech world, um, just did whatever they, they they were they stuck to their guns and they were they were really really egotistical and they didn't take no for an answer which is exactly what elizabeth holmes did right you know and they were really super successful the people who did that and then weren't aren't studied and uh, are, there are lots of burnt well, out people except in the case of elizabeth holmes <laughs> right well but she made she became the youngest female Billion, billionaire. billionaire yeah yeah and and so she it's like well you know pretty much it it pretty much worked except that there wasn't any there there at all right i mean when you say works it, you mean the financial part like if you asked like any scientist any like like clinical clinician they would be like oh you can't do all those no tests with one drop of blood like i mean yeah. and and like but people hear what they want to hear uh yeah but i'll, I'll get i mean uh, the like the year before the um iphone well actually about a year after the iphone came out i i had a thing uh i did instant films where we made movies in 24 hours or 48 hours and it was really cool we made a lot of great ones marty was in the first one the very first one yeah i, yeah, I mean i, I you were in a number of them but you yeah. were in the very first one and um um the and and we were trying to we were thinking about monetizing it and this was before YouTube came out right we were sort of we had we talked to Adam Films if you remember Adam Films oh yeah and we uh, we talked to some people in the industry and uh, a friend of mine who's now a CEO who I won't mention his name um, said it's it's maybe a decade before you're going to be watching he's now in Seattle no 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 yes he is isn't he. No, not the person I'm thinking oh, of. Okay. But <laughs> oh, okay. I was thinking of the media CEO that you know who moved to Seattle. Mm, I don't know who you're talking about. Oh. All right. So anyway, uh, this person um, said uh, it's going to be a decade before you're going to be watching videos on phones because we were thinking about doing that. And right. It was it was six months before people were watching videos on phones. So Dave was wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Dave. I thought you were talking about Dave. Dave. The Dave that I'm talking about, I am talking about Dave, but he's not in Seattle. 
Oh, okay. I, th- I saw him on LinkedIn. I thought he was in Seattle. He might be in Seattle, but he didn't move there. Oh, okay. Right. Wow. All right. All right. We'll, never know who, we'll never know who He's we're talking a theater about. Theater person. <laughs> theater person. Very managing. And speaking of speaking of director making fun of, of our talking about theater people, I'm, how glad are you that Steve wasn't here for that forty minutes of you looking for an SD card? Oh my God! It would have been <laughs> horrific. He would have been laughing and laughing and laughing, and that's why you know we have to prevent him from listening because it turns out he listens to the show when he's not on it. Yeah. yeah, he listened to you talk and was like angry that you mentioned yeah, yeah, yeah. that he has gray hair, yeah. and then he said it was because he was such a trooper in the industry helping all these failing shows, you know. Um, oh, now I'm going to hear back about that. Yeah. Oh, my God. It yeah, just I never know. ends. It never ends. Uh, Do you think you'll listen this time? I don't think so. I think he's, he, once he hears me at Where the is he? I, What's his excuse? I don't know. I don't know. Um, but, so, uh, like, it, it becomes easy to talk myself out of being... Um, like being like rationalizing why I'm not a billionaire and being like, Oh, it's because I'm not, not a, a, you're not a billionaire because you didn't try to be a billionaire. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. I guess so. I mean, but there's, you know, th- th- there's that American dream of just being mega successful and, you know, well, yeah, the, yeah. well, there's the, the, but you're not mega successful. No, I'm not. I'm. You're kind of successful. I married you a, successful. You have a nice house. I married successful. Yeah, yeah. you had it. I mean, you have you have like four dogs. Uh, just Apparently, two, two of them sempre- temporary. Yeah, but you have four dogs now. Oh, and you you're have to rich. live in the now. You have to yeah, live in the now. You're rich in dogs. Yes. I mean, it's, it's and I'm surrounded by you. Yeah, exactly. I could not be richer. I could not be richer. I have some more food, so I'll really surround you. Uh, um, yeah, it, it, I mean, it's 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 what you're, you know, you have to look at what you care about, you know? Like, for me, I uh, I made choices um, very early. I, I realized I wasn't motivated by money. Me neither. Never, I really never re- been an issue. I regret that. But because, you can't change that about yourself, no, can you? I I, I wish I would take money more seriously um, so that I would have more now because it makes makes you feel more secure. Yes. So now that I Luckily, have, I bought a house a right. long time ago in Los Angeles, and now I have a lot of equity. Right. So that's a lucky. But I, yeah. I, it yes. was also, it was a smart thing at the time. I mean, it was, yeah. And that was prudent. I mean, it wasn't like yeah. you were like, that was like a prudent thing to do. Uh, another version of John would have been like, oh, okay, I'm going to make another movie with this money, you yeah. know, and uh, like, whatever, yeah. like, and, and that's a hard thing to sort of um, deal with because in a way you feel like, oh, I'm, I'm pissing away my artistic potential by, you know, you could argue that like For what? For in what by way? putting a down payment on a house, you know, oh, instead of, instead of investing movie? into another movie, no, 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 you I know, and that's, that, that is like movie. a, that is a foolish thing to do with money. You should never, uh, if you can't afford to pay to live, you should not use your money to, to, uh, fund a movie. Oh, absolutely. Make, yeah. uh, make movies, terrible, 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 terrible investment. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. Um, unless you're Kevin Smith. Well, unless, but there, there was a, he didn't invest very much money. Right. And, and, it, and, and you know, he, that, but he, and he's the exception. Yes. There's, for every Kevin Smith, there's there a Robert like, Townsend. Huh? What? There's who? Robert Townsend. Robert Townsend. There's a, yeah. cu- a couple, Spike Lee. And there's a Robert Rodriguez. 
Yeah, Robert Rodriguez, exactly. Yes. And it's just like those four people, and then There's the thousands, seventeen thousand thousands other people, thousands of a year. You know, yeah. who, who do that? I, I went to. Uh, I made a digital feature uh, back twenty years ago, um, and uh, it didn't turn out very well. Um, but I made it completely on digital video. It's actually one of the very first digital video features. I think you mentioned that last week. Yeah, and so or I two went weeks to ago? AF, AFM, which is American the, Film Market. No, it was IFM in New York. So AFM is here, um, and it's uh, sort of the B movie capital of the world. Yeah, back or, in the late, uh, like late eighties, early nineties, that's where Dolph Lundgren would sell movies. You know. Yeah, and and he would be the high end. He would be the high end. Yeah. Yeah, and so Cynthia Rothrock would be the middle end, and then nobody, uh, nobody, yeah, nobody boobs. Sh- Sherman. Lundgren, like Dolph's like cousin, uh, dyslexic cousin, was yeah. the one who was at the bottom end. And surely, large breasts would be the star of most of the movies. Yes. And so, but IFM is the independent film market in New York, and I went there with my movie that cost it cost seventeen thousand dollars, which okay. is a lot of money, but it was all food. Right. I mean, it was it was made for almost that's nothing to make a movie. Right. Um, and I took it to uh, IFM, and it had no stars in it, and so nobody was even remotely interested. Um, and I was there with people who had similar projects, who had mortgaged their house to yeah. make a movie with no no stars. And and, and you know, there's a, there's a way to do it, but you have to go the AF a, AFM way. You have to chalk have it chalk have basically a, a a poster. I have a friend who made a terrible terrible movie but he sold it and made his money back internationally because there's an excuse for uh, an action poster right and so he was able to make a a poster and and a pretty good trailer and so that he was able to sell his movie that costs you know twenty five thirty thousand dollars to make for a couple hundred thousand for, you know fifty thousand dollars yeah well that's that's profit and yeah. it's not a lot of money considering I mean, the amount of time you put in no, no 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 but, you but know, he's got that under his belt yeah <laughs> and and it is so hard to uh, it, especially now to make that any money yeah I mean, well, just, and, and, and uh, the ftc right federal trade commission the laws uh when you're making a movie and you're offering uh, it to investors to invest in you have to have it <clears throat> on the cover you have to have it in real they they specify that it has to be like in uh, uh 40 point it says making uh, investing in the movie is a terrible investment oh it's Literally. like a, it's like a cigarettes will cause you cancer yeah you yeah. actually have to put that on the cover i mean that's that's totally fair i don't i don't like uh, yeah, like Sam Raimi, you know, he made The Evil Dead by basically like Credit going cards. door to no. He went door to door to like dentists and doctors in Michigan. Yeah, that's and, a good way to have dentists. Yeah, and they got they paid for it. And but I will say that he didn't have any stars, but he was able to create spectacle. Well, I I don't necessarily need stars if you're making a horror film. Uh, well, that's it sounds dismissive. It's like, well, and like it sounds like, oh, anybody could make a horror film. I think it's no, horror. no, no, no. I didn't say that at all. Well, it's, I said it's, you can sell a horror film without stars. Right. Okay, but that's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. I mean, it's like if you, it, not just a horror film. It's like when you said make it active, like Sam Raimi made it. Active. Oh, Sam Raimi's a genius. Yeah, and and if you watch like the the first Evil Dead. 
like he's like oh we can stick this 60 millimeter camera and we can like stick it on a two by four mm-hmm. and me and my brother will hold either end and we'll mm-hmm. go running through the woods yeah. and it'll look really cool yeah. and fuck yeah it looked really cool yeah. and it scared the shit out of me when i was sawed in and driving yeah uh and i didn't bruce pay campbell my- is in that bruce campbell is in that yes he's in well, he had bruce campbell too who yeah. wasn't a star, but he was Bruce Campbell. Yes, he he was the chin. He was uh, God's gift to... Chindom. Some... Chindom, chindom yes. Yeah. Uh, but um, I was watching... There's the, the new show right now called... Um, what's it called? Vegan... Bad Vegan? <laughs> Have you heard of that? No. No. And, but it, it is... It's like a true crime thing. It's directed by the guy, Chris Smith, who directed American Movie back in oh, yeah. the day. And Ben Neal also directed Tiger King. Oh. And okay. so, like, he's a, a Netflix darling. And mm-hmm. and this goes to what, what JP was saying of, like, like, he said that people are just chasing... Um, the social network, you know, like that's what what all those tech things are trying to to capitalize on on that sort of fascination with billionaires and and weirdos, you know. And mm-hmm. uh, Tiger King is like um, murder murderous criminals and weirdos, mm-hmm. and the the vegan um, bad vegan is about weirdos and criminals. And mm-hmm. uh, but it just I just have a trouble watching it and just because the criminals are just they're so manipulative and they're there's like a very thin line between the guy who manipulates this uh this restaurateur in in bad vegan and it's basically about a very successful restaurateur in new york who gets not seduced but sort of falls under the spell of um this Kind of like he uses cult techniques to to um, uh, get this woman to give him lots of money, lots yeah. of money, and that's kind of what Elizabeth Holmes does, and that's kind of what all these people do. They're they're sociopaths, and mm-hmm. and they really put their like they have no morals at all, and they just care about like give me money, you know, I or help me achieve this goal. And I don't even know what this guy's goal was, but. It just was not, I, I, I couldn't get through it because it's not because it wasn't well done, but it's just like, it just, those type of people don't, um, interest me. Mm-hmm. Um, you be- got to like somebody. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and the, the woman who was this a, a, a documentary yeah, thing? Yeah. It's oh, like okay. four part documentary. And, but it, and then it made me think like, it, because my wife loves, true crime stuff and uh, uh, most of america loves true crime yeah but i i don't like it because it's it's real and i don't because yeah i mean because it's real and it's just such an ugly part of the world and you know i was just thinking uh in in in, uh when i uh, talking about reality too I was thinking that for me, I don't like reality shows and I don't like true crime either because, I, and I don't like war for the, and it's all for the same reason. Cause I, I actually have a lot of empathy. I actually have a lot of empathy and I actually, that's what, so that's what every sociopath yeah, says. Yeah, that's right. Um, and, uh, I have more empathy than you, uh, and I have more empathy than anybody really. I'm the most empathetic person in the world. And so, no, but I, I am. Many people are saying that. Many, many people are saying that I am actually the really the most the bestest in terms of empathy uh, in the world. I'm the big I'm bigly on empathy. So uh, 
No, but when I, I can't watch these these reality shows because I, I put myself in the... I'm like, how are these people doing yeah. this to themselves? Yeah, yeah. You know, and I don't like true crime because I don't like to think about, like, the, the what... I don't like to put myself in the situation of the victim or of the criminal. It's just right. So what is the appeal bad. of it then? I, I think it's something I don't understand. People like malls. I don't like malls. Oh, I, there's one there, There's one mall I love. I'll Which take one? It, I'll take it to it sometime. Really? It's got a lot of Asian people in it. It's good. Where? In Arcadia. Arcadia? Yeah. I don't know where that is. Yeah, it's... That, a, that out uh, east? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a nice mall? Oh, it's a great mall. Yeah. Um... Is it indoors? I don't like malls. It's either. indoor, outdoor. Oh, yeah. It's great. Um, like, I, well, most people like malls. Most people like, uh, uh, like the most popular thing to go on vacation is uh, cruises dude. or Vegas. Yeah. And neither one of those really appealed to me at all. Yeah. So, of course, true for crime, vacation, I like to go out in my backyard and uh, twiddle my thumbs. That's, that's uh, code for masturbation in front of the neighbors. Because oh. he's a sociopath. Is that wrong? Um, you don't care if it's right or wrong. No, I don't. No, because I'm a psychopath. Yes. So, uh, JP said, anyone watch uh, Tinder Swindler? It was an impressive sociopathic scheme. And that, again, like, of course, John and I didn't watch that because he's a sociopath and we don't like that. I thought that, it was a, I thought it was a t- tiddlywinks competition. No. Um, Sorry. <sighs> I am a dad. Yeah. Yeah. Your your son is an adult now. You you got to move it past it. It doesn't help. Um, but uh, JP also said that he was a technical consultant on a few seasons of a few seasons. Look at he's just casually tossing that off of Silicon Valley. You were here in this room and you never brought that up. How dare you? Is that really true? How dare you? Why would he lie? That's awesome. That, Why that would is he awesome. lie? Why would he not lie? Well, that's amazing. Yeah, because JP is a sociopath. Um, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Yep. So, hmm. yeah. all right, JP. Next time you come here, you have to tell us more about that and yeah. how that works. Like, I always wonder, like, what is what what does a consultant do? And you're like, you sit, paid. you sit there and you go, like, no, nah, it wasn't like that. Yeah, yeah that's about right. No, nah, I was wrong. Um, I, from my understanding, like a science consultant on uh, on TV shows generally gets ignored. Oh, not on medical shows. On medical shows, the nurses like are the ones like the shows that I've been on. They're like, you're doing it wrong. You got to do it like this. And then, but they're like, oh, so they have nurses like on ER or or on uh, Gray's, Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, telling, Gray's. telling you the patient or the you. No, were, I was a nurse. I was a doctor for six six episodes. And there, were, there was a nurse consultant. Oh yeah, she oh. was a badass. Okay, yeah, she was like, no, you got to do it like this, and like. Like she was frightening. She was great. Uh, And then I did a soap opera and they also had a medical consultant. A little less, little less, uh, um, you know, detail oriented. Uh, Yeah. What's a soap opera? You have to go fast. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I used my training from. (laughs) No, I didn't. (laughs) I was just like, hey, this is right. I'm pressing the buttons. This is a machine that goes ping. Did you cure him amnesia? Yeah, I did. No, actually, I caused amnesia, and oh. then cu- then my evil twin cured it. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, America. Uh, so, is there a genre of of media that you're like, I, uh, I just I can't get down with. I mean, we just talked about true crime, and, and we know you don't like horror. Anything else? Uh, uh, well, I uh, uh, reality shows. 
Oh. Like all we out all they, of them? They just don't appeal to me. Sixty minutes? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't watch sixty minutes. Because uh, I watched Love is Blind, the the Japanese one. And yeah. that, that was actually pretty compelling. You know, I well I, I used to watch Project Runway. I, I guess I, I like shows that and I, I kind of uh, enjoyed the uh, the Great British Bake Off. I like I like shows healthy competition, healthy competition where there's people are trying to be creative, right? And, and, they, and um, they're not they're they're not. Uh, Exposing their sociopathic ways. Oh, no, exactly. Yeah, I don't yeah. like. I mean, that, and especially, especially because as a, as a, uh, I'm an editor, and and I'm a you know sort of I'm a creative person. I can tell when it's being manipulated, and it really makes me. It's just it that's kind of so, how I felt when I was watching the um, the the uh, bad vegan. I was like, you're just telling a very very narrow story, yeah. and you're stretching it out over four episodes. This could have been covered in like one segment of of uh you know inside edition or whatever very heavy handed yeah um i was a, i was a fan of the biggest loser even though it was really unhealthy for all those people um but for the most part uh you know these so few, why were you into that uh it it was inspirational for me to lose weight yeah and so, uh, oh really yeah so like it it actually helped you lose weight then. no it didn't help me but it inspired me to try uh uh-huh. So I guess I guess it. But you me. did lose. You lost. I lost a ton weight by having having uh, stomach stapling surgery. Oh, but I did lose weight before that. Right. You know, but I gained it back. Right. Um. But yeah, I, I used to watch that show. It was, I thought it was uh, sort of inspirational, and uh, it was interesting. It it didn't. It was it was very manipulative, um. But it was uh not. You know, when I did, uh, they they used to shoot that at the Gillette Ranch. I don't know what that uh, is. Which is the place up in um, Malibu, near Malibu Canyon okay. Park. Uh-huh. And um, that was where they shot the last episode of Party Down where, that I was in. And they were actually shooting an episode of The Biggest Loser at the same time while they were shooting that That episode. was the only episode of Party Down you were in. The, it was the, I'm sorry, it was the last episode of Party Down. They just shot a new season. It was the last episode of Party Down. <laughs> All right. See how you see how you like being shat on everything you say. Uh, how like as if I don't experience that? Is that what you're saying? All right. This is the, I, this I is the nature that. of the show. This is By the nature the way, of the show. I yes. enjoyed that. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. May you, I have another? You, I Do you have anything saying. else you have to say about? My budding film career. <laughs> it was TV, and it wasn't really TV. It was cable, and it wasn't really cable. It was stars, stars. No wonder nobody watched it. Nobody, no wonder nobody listens to this podcast. Stars. Uh, God, every time I think I of stars, I'm like, is that still on? Really? I, but look at Adam came back. A bunch of other people. Oh, did came you watch Severance? Uh, uh, no, how is it? Uh, it's dark um, and weird. Hey, JP, it's have you fun. seen? Severance, um, JP, you should just come here every Tuesday. You really um, should. Is uh, he here? He's in Connecticut. No. Oh my God. What? JP lives in the valley. Oh, okay. Sorry. Don't know. All right. Yeah. JP, just come on down because we don't have anybody else. Um, yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, I, it, it sounds really creepy and and weird. And uh, did did you like it? It's intriguing. And uh, it's yeah. I, I mean, there's a lot of great actors in it. Yeah, it's you've very got John weird. Turturro, You've got yeah. uh, uh, what's his name, Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken and, and, and uh, 
uh, what's Patricia Arquette and yeah, Adam Patricia Arquette Scott. is so good. She's great. She's a fantastic actress. She really They're is. all great. They're I mean, great. but Patricia Arquette is different from anything else I've ever seen her. She's very evil. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah, that's what I hear. Adam uh, Scott is great. And Ben Stiller uh, directed it. He, he did a great job visually. Yeah. yeah. But is it going to be like the prisoner where it's like all hype and you're just like so frustrated at the end? I don't I don't know if how the end is going to but I think it seems like it's it's it, it has some some reveal to it and I uh, I've only seen two episodes and already it's very interesting in terms of but you know what I mean though right <clears throat> like the, did you watch the prisoner I never watched the prisoner but I no. did watch lost and I yeah, watched yeah. game of thrones yeah so but especially lost yeah just I mean uh, like so cool oh, I can't wait amazing? to see what happens yeah isn't it amazing how everybody's like we don't. Nobody talks about Lost. It used to. It was the topic of conversation for seven years, and the end was so disappointing that nobody ever mentions it again. It's like it's like a. It's like the nobody talks about Bruno of of the uh, of television. Yeah, yeah. Did you it, see Encanto? Speaking of nobody talks about Bruno. Did yeah. You want to talk about Bruno. Yeah, it was fine. It was fine. Yeah. Did you see Turning Red? Yeah, it was fine. I mean, it was... A, oh, my God. Turning Red is amazing. It was a little bit too frenetic for me and also fell asleep at the same time. <laughs> Which one? Uh, Turning Red. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I, mean, I think so, Domi, she is, is a great director. She's so beautiful. wild and weird and yet relatable. Yeah. And, and yeah. and. How know. do you feel about uh, Sandra Oh playing Chinese characters when she's actually Canadian? <laughs> it takes place in Canada. Oh. For the record. <laughs> you fucking idiot. You fucking idiot. But she's also plays Chinese characters all over the place other than that aren't in Canada. Like when? Oh, I don't know. Happy Together, I think she plays in Chinese. But you know what, Sandra? Yes, you. What do you think about Randall Park? Uh, you know, he... We, How many parts has he stolen? <laughs> uh, he's he's deserved every one that he's... We've gone up for the same one for. He's much funnier than I am, and he's... Um, Skinnier and slightly better looking, but um, skinnier. Yeah, he doesn't come across as skinnier. Oh, and that's that's you should see me on film, but you won't because <laughs> Randall Park took it. <laughs> Damn you, Randall! Because um, I, I I brought I sort of have this little topic, but because, oh no no go go for well, it. They, but but like just, Sandra, by the way, is a, a friend of mine, and she is great, and she's such a fantastic actress, and she's. Just such a an interesting, great person. She's and, incredible, and um, yeah, like she she's like super intense and um, deserving of like her work ethic is just amazing. And and I I I really I've gotten to know her a little bit better in the past year or two, and she's just great. So. Well, the th the reason I bring I, I brought that was, that was sort of because Sandra O. Oh, it comes uh, is her parents. I mean, she's Korean Canadian. Yes, Korean Canadian. Yep. And her. She's her, actually in 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 Wikipedia. I looked it up. She's Canadian American. <laughs> Good. Why not? And, and so her she, dad, by the way, is hilarious too. Like I I spent a couple hours talking to him. He was awesome. What's his name? Don't know, Mister. Don't know. Don't know. Is that his first name? Don't know. Don't know. How Get, dare don't. you? I thought that was pretty funny. So there's a, there's a controversy because Moon Knight in the comic books apparently is a is a Jewish character, and and I don't and obviously and uh, uh, Oscar Isaac's isn't Jewish and the, the Jewishness of 
of Moon Knight isn't the deal in the in the upcoming thing, and that's causing a lot of apparently. I mean, in this one article, I read a lot of controversy, which is when you kind of go, "Really? Did nobody even really talk about it before you mentioned it in this article, or is it really controversial?" And I, it, I was just, you know, maybe it is. I, 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 I was. I know exactly what you're saying. And I don't know the answer to this because it's like representation is so important. And I think Asian representation is probably more important than specific, you know, it's like, oh, like that Chinese person is supposed to be from Shanghai. But I know that, right. you know, that Jackie Chan is, you know, he's from Peking. Uh, Beijing. You Beijing, know, sorry. How dare you? Peking Opera is what I was saying. Yes. And, uh, and like, how? What the fuck are they doing? Like that? That's that's a travesty. And mm-hmm. and like watching animated things, like you know, The Simpsons made a big deal about being race specific uh, with their voice cast casting. But then, but they're not gender specific. You know, there there are. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Bart Simpson's played by a girl. Yeah, I mean, they they go back and forth on that, and it's like, oh, the the tall characters. Like, what do you mean they're race? I mean. Ap- Apu is that the, they, the Apu's not on the show anymore. So they changed their they they they're now they're very race specific. Yes, yes, okay. they they adapted to that, but for race, and so like uh, Kumail Nanjani was on playing um, a South Asian person uh, character two weeks ago, and this past week you've got uh, the weekend playing an African American or African Canadian. African Canadian. Yes. Don't uh, have him playing an African American. Sorry, that would be wrong. That would be wrong. And because Canadians are very different than Americans. Very different. Very different. Uh, so. And the weekend is very different from Drake. Wait, they are. <laughs> I don't know. No. I, um, but anyway. Weekend is very different than Michael Jackson. He's not at all like Michael Jackson. His music is completely different. When I listen to a Weekend song, it's not like I... Actually, it's very different. Yeah. Okay. It, it is very different. Is it one song, uh, I, Blinding Lights? The beginning of it is another song. Yeah. Well, no, It's it, all his stuff is very reminiscent, but I think he draws on a lot of 80s influences beyond. I was listening Michael to Jackson. a playlist today and all the music sounded exactly the same. Well, yeah, I, I can. It all sounded like The Weeknd. I was like, oh, who's that? And it was like somebody else completely. Um, um, or The Weeknd sounds like everybody else. Okay. Yeah, I, I think I think the weekend is is fantastically talented. What about uh, who's like the, the okay. ginger guy? Let, let's get. Sounds exactly like The Weeknd on this other song. Um, Ed Sheeran. Yeah, Ed Sheeran. Is I, ginger really a bad word? Like, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but like, okay. the The point is, like, how do we resolve like the casting? Because nobody's ever going to be perfectly cast as that person, right? But so, I understand. Like, okay, so transgender actors get upset, or transgender the transgender community gets upset when Scarlett Johansson gets cast as a, a transgendered uh, woman. In what? Uh, well, it got scrapped. It was like, oh. like five or six years ago, you know, and it was a big to-do for like two weeks, and she's like, okay, I won't do it, mm-hmm. and which is great. Movie didn't get made, I don't think. So, right. so there's um, no story about transgender. Right. Story about transgender. Right. It's scrapped. And but also I understand that there are great transgender actors out there. Like mm-hmm. a few. Yeah. Yeah. Um that what's like a few. Uh there, what's her name? Kathy Harrison, I think is her name. Um like she's so funny. Um and 
but anyhow, um, they're out there and it's about you want to create opportunities. You don't want to take those away. Alexander Billings was on stage at Sacred Fools. She's a transgender actor. Okay. All right. Well, okay, we, we, we haven't gotten to the, the acting, the, the theater reminiscence part. We're not going to do that when Steve's not here. To oh, right, that's right. yeah. we'll, do the, we'll save that. Yeah, we'll save it. Save it. Uh, just pocket, put that in your little pocket. Yeah. Um, but it, it is a very tough thing because it's like, okay, well, like, is it okay for Zoe Saldana to play to to play uh, anything? Uh, yes. Sorry. <laughs> How dare you? Uh, who did she? She was cast in that that uh, biopic about the jazz singer who lived in France. You know, uh, what's her name? Billy. Billy. No. Ho- no uh, Holiday. No, no, not Billy Holiday. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the other one. The other jazz singer who lived in France. The other one. Ella Fitzgerald. Yeah, Ellis is true. No, no. That's the other jazz no, uh, Oh my God, this is, now this sounds really racist, but she was, uh, like, she was chastised because she wasn't black enough to play, um, I, I can hear her voice in my head, um, but anyhow, like, like, if your skin doesn't match the exact skin tone of, of the person. I don't know what the right answer is. Like I'm, I'm sort of just throwing it out there because it's like, well, you know, she is a person of color playing a person of color. Yeah. But it's not the exact right color. Right. Uh, and then like, should, uh, you know, Sandra O oh, be chastised for, for playing uh, a Chinese character. You know? Right. Uh, or an American character when she's Canadian. How dare she? I know. It's leave a- something for us. Exactly. Yeah. Oh my God. That, that, yeah. There's that party. Like she's friends with that guy who was on Glee that who played the 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 coach. And it's like that fucking guy Patrick. Actually, really nice guy. But um, I was like, coach. Yeah. He's like um, half Asian and uh, but he's Canadian. Oh, that guy. Yeah. And he's just he's. I see. Yeah. Just see he's Canadian. That's why he's successful. I know because they're more talented than yeah. me. Yeah, every Canadian is more talented than me. Yeah, look at um, Saturday Night Live. It's all it, everybody on Saturday Night Live is Canadian, or oh. Jewish, or black, um, or they are the uh, one Asian guy. Who's, he's one Asian guy, and he's funny. Yeah, what's his name? I don't know. Uh, he's he plays the Iceberg. Did you see that? No. Oh my God! It's one of the funniest. It's a, one of my favorite sketches. Uh, he on recently. Weekend, yeah, on Weekend Update, uh, two, one or two seasons ago, he played the iceberg for the Titanic, and it's really, really funny. If you haven't seen it, All right. go watch it. It's really good. Um, JP says, uh, would love to make another visit someday. Thanks. Loving Severance, like Black Mirror, darkly funny and twisted. I like that big personality that... I like that big personalities John Turturro and Christopher Walken are often paired together in scenes, but both playing quiet, understated characters. I mean, that's... That's kind of who the, a lot of the characters they play are like understated, like aren't they? Christopher Walken. I just think about I him. I think they're both just really good actors. They're just great. They, they all, can do. They, they can do it all. Done lots they of can things. really do it all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just think about Christopher Walken and Annie Hall and Christopher Walken. Sometimes I see the headlights and I just want to swerve my car into skittles. Yeah. I. Uh, I totally butchered that line, but it's it's there somewhere. Um, Everyone has a tell. Wait. And a tell. Dave a tell? No. Everyone 
Every person has a towel. You can see. Are you doing John Malkovich from from um, oh, the poker mind. movie? It's from True Romance. I believe. Oh yeah. Never mind. Okay. Uh, it's terrible. Uh, okay, so oh, so the here, here, uh, Chicago should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yes or no? Sure, Chicago's okay. all, uh, You mean the band? The band, the seventeen-piece band. Yeah, yeah. P- okay. Peter Cetera's great. Um, they they uh, they were passed over. Waiting for the break of day. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so, that song's about heroin. You know? Is it really? Yeah, twenty-five or sixty-four is a reference to the how you mix it. Are you fucking with me? No, that's what that song's about. What, what what does that mean? Like I, it's a, it's a solution that you 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 uh, mix heroin together twenty four twenty five or six to to four. It's literally the first song I ever learned in music class. Oh my god, really? When I was in third grade, yeah, yeah. Well, listen if you if you know that that's the should I wait for the break of day? Yeah, should I try to do some more? Oh my god, yeah, that is insane. Yeah, it's about doing heroin. And the second one was Lady Madonna. What's that about? Like incest. No, it's about the the woman who's a single mom. That's what it sounds like. But a friend friend of the show, who I don't listen to listens anymore, Michelle, um, pointed out that her she went to uh, her uh, concert where her her sister had her kids in a in a Christian school, and and they sang uh, Imagine. It was the whole theme of the of the concert was Imagine. Is that about heroin? No, but the first line is Imagine. There's no heaven. Oh yeah, it's easy if you try. No, no, uh, no hell below us, above us, only sky. Imagine all the people living for the day. Um, all right. That uh, wow. How is Michelle doing? Speaking of theater stuff, no, no. I'll save it. She's uh, working on uh, Big Sky out in Montana. It's not in Montana. It's being shot. It's supposed to be taking place in Canada, but it's, but it's in New Zealand. It's in it's in Albuquerque. Um, so, uh, Nicholas Cage is going to name his, he has a new baby coming out with his fifth wife, fifth wife, fifth, fifth, fifth. You're Are you excited so, for his new movie? You're so jealous. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I was Nick Cage. Uh, did you see the trailer for his new movie where uh, he plays himself? Yeah, I'm not. I, I, not I'm excited? Not, no. It just, it feels shticky. Shticky? Yeah. That yeah. I mean, good. I mean, because, you know, I love being John Malkovich. Well, that was insanely good. That was the first movie I ever auditioned for. Didn't get it. That was the first movie I ever saw. Oh. Um, all right. Could you just turn us off? We're going to dip into the mail sack. Oh. Mail sack, mail sack. Come on, get my hands back. Mail sack. That should make you happy. No, no, you're going to get to continue. Okay, that's how it works. Uh, yeah, that's, that was, was great. great. So, so, go on. I thought we were going to read the mail sack, though. So, uh, so what's his name? Uh, Nicholas Cage is is going to name his kid, new kid with his fifth wife, Lennon, or um, McCartney. No, the other the other one was Akita. So, if it's a girl, it's Lennon, and if it's a boy, it's Akita. And he already has named one of his his, his son Cal El Saint Bernard. No, Cal El. Yeah, is, I knew that. You know, so, and then you had Frank Zappa naming his kid Moon Unit, and, Dweezil. And Dweezil, and then uh, David Bowie named his first son Zoe 
Bowie, and then changed to Joey. Duncan. And then you had Northwest. Duncan. Is Dun- his, Duncan is his name now. It is his name now? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so I, I, I guess my question is, should Nicolas Cage not be allowed to name his own children? <laughs> hey, John, what's your son's name? Robert. <laughs> I'm not going to mention my son ever again on this show. I know. I know. But it's you are the pot calling the kettle. You no, know. I'm not. I don't know anybody. Yes, I, am. No, I don't not. know anybody with your son's name. Yeah, so it's a good name. It's a great name. Yeah. Okay, Martin. Whatever. Yeah, but I think you know. What's your middle name? Cal. 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 Cal, Cal L. L can be shortened to Cal. <laughs> all right. All right. Yeah. What is in the mail sack? <laughs> There's a show. There's another show I have to re- recommend, which is is uh, yeah, better right. better things. And on that show, which is great, it's uh, uh, Ab. Uh, what's her name? Pamela Adlon. Pam- Pamela Adlon. Adlon. She plays. She's the mother in real life of three daughters, yeah. and she plays the mother of three daughters. And it's the most realistic depiction of parenthood that I've ever seen on television. And all of her her daughters all have. Uh, uh, she's she's named Sam. Her daughters are named Frankie and Duke, and um, is another uh, the oldest one. I don't remember her name, but they're all you know. It could be male or female, but all of their friends have. She lives in California. All of her friends. One of her friends is named uh, the kid's name is Sorrow, and uh, there's another kid named Utopia. It's just so very hilarious, like Southern California names. You know, Felicia Fasano. She cast that. Yeah, me. yeah. She brought me in. Oh, she did. Did not cast me. Oh, so I don't watch it. Okay. Yeah. I don't watch any shows that didn't cast me or that uh, I right. didn't get That's invited right. asked to yeah, audition for. about that. So you only yeah. watch like four episodes of of uh, Grey's Anatomy and one episode of Friends and, you know, no, 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 not that. It's just I watch the whole show, you know, the whole series. Oh, you watch the whole series? Oh, I mean, I, I have the potential to, but I won't. I just watch my own episodes. Oh, I mean, you could... And my own scenes over and over and over again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm done by... <laughs> I'm done by... Before the coffee's done. Like, I've seen everything twice. Yeah. Three Grey's times. Anatomy's been on for 45 years. Um, Anthony writes in and says, uh, are you interested in this? There's... He sent an email... Uh, or what? Yeah. Forwarded an email about noise-free America. And I guess uh, there's there's a push to reauthorize the Noise Control Act, and it's a really tough thing to to. I, I think it's important um, to combat the scourge of noise pollution. Um, I would I would start with air pollution before I went to noise pollution, but I think you you can tackle both at the same time. Rock and roll is noise pollution. Okay. Is that a, is that a song by ACDC? You, you, I don't know, old man. <laughs> <laughs> I love John. Just so you know. <clears throat> I hope that wasn't on air. I don't. I don't. I. I don't. I, yeah. Uh, I. I think it's it, it's a huge problem, and in that, like, that's one of the reasons why Anthony is in Moab, Utah is to be isolated from that noise, and he's not. And it's something that it really it genuinely affects his health. So it's I terrible. totally respect that. And I think that 
it's it's just really hard and i think americans specifically are, are jerks are very bad about like what free country you know and it's mm -hmm. like if it drifts out whether it's smoke whether it's um uh, uh noise you know or whatever like your effluent that is slowing downstream it's like once it's out of your life it's out of mind well that's that, that's that's capitalism is what there's two things going on there there's capitalism that's not paying for the actual cost of what you're producing because you have pollution then you're spilling it out into the water and you're spilling it out into uh, the air and you're not cleaning up after yourself yeah. and 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 therefore other people later on have to deal with the the cost of you making your garbage bags or your peanut butter or whatever and you should they should be uh, companies should pay for the entire process right? right right and then there's then there's a different thing and especially with noise pollution but also with with other kinds of pollution with individuals sort of doing whatever the fuck they want and being very 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 inconsiderate so when you have a motorcycle or an atv all-terrain vehicle, right? Or a car that makes an inordinate amount of noise on purpose. You're just being a jerk. You're yeah. just being a dick. That's dickish behavior. What about a busker? A busker, uh, well, no, I mean, buskers aren't usually that loud unless they're very, very loud. Right. A loud busker should not, that, that'd be terrible, especially if it was annoying. I mean, well, what what defines annoying? You know. Well, uh, I I don't. That's you. you, you yeah, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's you know a, what? That's the nicest thing you've ever you said to what? me. I can define annoying. <laughs> <laughs> your fucking face, Marty. No, I know. No, your voice and what you just said was annoying. <laughs> your face is fine. Yeah, just stop making it make noise. Yeah, just shut it. Shut it. Noah writes in. Oh, but anyhow, uh, uh, to to go back to to what Anthony was writing about. Yeah, I I think it's it 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 is. I applaud your efforts and I support you. It is really difficult, and there are a lot of issues that we all have to deal with. And I think it all comes back to just don't be a dick. You know, don't and, and be a dick. And that's a really hard thing to legislate. And and that's where like regulation, too much regulation it is a, an issue. But it's like, I don't know how you legislate to don't be a dick, because there are a lot of cultures where there are fewer dicks than elsewhere. You know, Japan is a place where I was just shocked by how, how pleasant everybody was and polite. And then I talked to a Japanese friend and she's like, oh, yeah, they hate you, you know, but when they go home and they, they bitch about you and uh, because, that, yeah, that's what you do. But I'm like, OK, well, I'm OK with that because I wasn't, you know, I, I get that. I get it. That's how everybody feels. But, you know, you just keep it in and let it out. Somewhere yeah, else. right. It's a, it's a cultural thing. Yeah. 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 So I wish we were a culture that was a little less self-entitled. Yeah. Yeah. We have uh, and by we, little, I mean a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, uh, but there's there's something I, I was sort of thinking about. How do you you have um, you pass these laws, right? Um, like the, the right now, there's a gigantic wave of right wing laws that are aimed at anti trans, anti trans, anti gay, yeah. and and these laws are all 
Um, and the, the horrible thing is that they're really being passed by people um, like a lot of the people that are really supportive of these and a lot of the people who are really afraid of of crime and immigrate immigration are being riled up by by right wing news outlets and it's not really affecting them. Right. But, but they think that it's all everywhere else. They think that cities are filled yes. with trans people that are getting this free trans pass. people who are crossing the border from Mexico yeah, and then who are going to steal their guns and then shoot them. Yeah. Right. And they uh, and, and and it's 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 very weird. But there's an aspect uh, and and um they're legislating this and they're allowing um a lot of this stuff is sort of based or similar to that Texas abortion law where the enforcement mechanism is lawsuits, right? right? And one of the problems with uh, lawsuits uh, being the enforcement mechanism of things, and so, and on the on the left, there's also um, American uh, for civil, uh, not for... Uh, ACLU? No, the... the, uh, the Disabilities, American Disabilities oh, ADA. ADA Act, which which we've had a couple of people at the theater. There, there's there's people out there who are um, there's a guy out there specifically in yes. Los Angeles yes. who's making a living going around and and tagging small theaters and other venues and businesses in and general. Businesses, small businesses um, specifically about not accommodating accessibility accessibility. Um, in very, very, uh, in, in, even even if people are, and most people are trying, and he gets money for he it. He gets money for it, and, they, and this is settle. and this is not. I mean, this is specifically one person who's been documented to do this around Los Angeles. Yeah, and I mean, and people. That's that's sort of uh, the the scary thing about any any legislation is that you, um, and that's you know that's what the, then the right points to that. It's right. just, I mean, I mean, but at the same time, you, well, you, you don't have the uh, police are actually not even fighting crime as much, uh, but they, they can't. Hey, they don't, they, you know, the right doesn't want and the left doesn't want the police to go around and just give out tickets for everything. Right. So right. Maybe we should just get rid of laws. I, I, I mean, think we should just change our culture like and, and basically say we should all be polite. And if you're not polite, we're going to take you out of the gene pool. And you ask me how? Just a gun. Um, well, I mean, might, might as well use them. Uh, it's a thought. I mean, you know, the reduction of the population. Yeah, or we could all just try to be, um, listen to John's first law of improv and say, and just do what John says. That's right. First law of improv. Just first law of improv, turn everybody. Turn down the fucking volume. What? No, that's not the first law of improv. Well, that's what I said. Oh, okay. That's, yeah. Everybody, of, everybody turn do down what the John volume. says. Turn down the volume. And don't disagree with him. Right. All right. And so, uh, yeah. So if you have a loud, if you don't have a muffler, get a muffler. Uh, for your fucking head. Yeah. Yeah. Noah writes in, and uh, he is one, I think, a, a Gen Zer. And he says, I'd like to thank John for discussing the books, The Three-Body Problem. You're welcome. And The Dark Forest. You're welcome. I just finished the audiobook for The Three-Body Problem because, I hope you listen to it in Chinese, uh, because of John, and I really enjoyed it. When John was explaining the aliens planet on the podcast, I know everyone was bored out of their mind. No, that was just me. Just me. Uh, but I found it to be 
the most interesting part of the book, kind of like Dune's suit talk. <laughs> I really uh, liked how the book fostered sympathy for the aliens and the Earth traders, even though they are the bad guys. You still felt for them uh, and they understood their side. I noticed the propaganda, Chinese propaganda aspect of the Earth traders being started by an anti-revolution uh, person. Uh, hmm. Yeah, the author ha- just had to slip that in, didn't they? Well, yeah, I, uh, I mean, we are, yeah, yeah. It's it's very interesting seeing how propaganda manifests itself in the Russian invasion. You know, there there are. Uh, I've seen several, several, three or four uh, uh, videos where people in Ukraine are talking to their parents in Russia and saying we're being invaded and the parents just like refuse to yeah. believe it. Yeah. yeah. And that shows some, something about the power of, of, uh, propaganda. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited to s- start the next book in the trilogy. Thanks again, John. Okay. Just a warning. The yeah. next book in the trilogy translated by a different guy. The translation is not very good. I didn't know Chinese very well. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I don't blah, know blah, Chinese blah, blah, at blah, all. Blah. I know like 12 words. Yeah, yeah. Put, your, put I the, did my best. The money, dick. God damn it. Yeah. On a more personal note, I joined a post-hardcore band as a guitarist about three months ago. By the way, Noah, you are very talented. Uh, great to hear that. What is post-hardcore? Uh, post means after. Hardcore is kind of music. So it's... What kind of music is it? It's hardcore. Explain, explain it to me. It's hard. You just explained post. Explain hardcore. Hardcore is hard. No, core. You explain post without using the word post. So explain hardcore without using. It's hardcore is like punk only uh, and metal mixed together. How about that? Uh, Noah, care to chime in? Okay, we'll wait for that. Uh, we were just uh, in the practice stage right now, but we already have two songs finished, and we're optimistically planning a single and EP out by September. Awesome. Yeah, that's fantastic. John, you've been in bands. I have. Are you in a band right now? I'm not sure. All I right. think so. All right. But it might, might be, uh, it might be falling apart because of old age. The Remainders? Uh, the Shakers. The Shakers. The Shakers. Is there one called The Remainders? No. Shakers, okay. No, Shakers. that's a good name for a band. Uh, I found this interesting, so I thought I'd share it. The modern stra- strategy for bands releasing music is to put out at least uh, half at least half singles along with one EP out every year. Uh-huh. It's mostly meant to keep the audience engaged because of consistent releases. Yeah. Your listeners don't forget about your band because you've always got something for uh, something for them to look forward to. Mm-hmm. While I am more of an album person, that this makes a lot of sense. Uh, this really works for a DIY, DIY band, and I'll, uh, it'll give us a chance to build an audience while also figuring out what our sound is. Um, when we get around to getting signed to a minor label, then we can focus on our first album. Um, lastly, just want to share my appreciation for Stephen's humor. Oh. Huh. Huh, interesting. Well, that's very nice. No, it's really great to hear from you. Uh, that that that's about it. From for what, for what do you think he was talking about there? I, I what does that know. mean? Stephen's humor. Can you define that? What is he humor? says? I think you are as funny AF. What does AF stand for? Uh, AF is I think it's Air Force. You're as you're you're as funny as the Air Force, Steve. Um, honestly, kind of a genius. 
I don't know what that that word is. Um, oh, genius! What is that? What he meant? Genius? I don't know. I, I'm just yeah, I'm just reading the words as I see them. Yeah, and I hope he's, he's listening. To oh, this he he just he just redeemed himself by saying "fuck Steve Owens." Oh, um, okay. Uh, no, that's genius. Did you hear that, Steve Kruger? Somebody ca- ca- sent in a mail back saying you're a genius. Yeah, but he's Steve, also are you there. Is this thing on? Hello, he's Steve into Kruger. Post hardcore though. What? He's into post hardcore. So, okay, you know, is that really soft? Yeah, yeah, it's soft core. You know, when I've been hard for a while, then afterwards it goes soft. That brought up some. Bad memories. <laughs> Look, I was experimenting. I was curious. We move on. Um, yeah, no, that's great. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know what it's like to be a musician now. I, I, I only know one musician, and uh, he makes. No, I know. A, uh, well, I know one up and coming mu- musician, and I'm going to see him perform next week Ooh. or next month. Uh, his name is Mike Kroll, mm. and Noah, you might like him, K-R-O-L, mm. and uh, his music's great, and he's a great guy, and um, he's, uh, uh, yeah, I, I don't know how he makes music. He, he's done a few albums. Uh, I don't know if he's- What sp- kind of music is it? Softcore? Uh, no, it's post-hardcore. Post, post-hardcore? Yeah. It's, it's post- what is the, what is the thing where you climb up walls and stuff? That's parkour. Is it post parkour? Is parkour like post hardcore? Okay, moving on. Um, Dad here is having a stroke. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Um, I have to go in ten minutes. Yeah, okay. We're 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 wrapping up here, and then uh, last one is from Chris Miller. Hi, Chris Miller. Chris Miller. We love Chris Miller. Uh, good evening, Merps. Chris Miller here. Just checking in from San Diego. I wanted to share a couple updates. First, I'm properly writing again for the first time in five years. Properly? What does that mean? I don't know. Okay. Um, he's using grammar. Oh, well, that's good. He's and crossing T's and dotting I's. Yeah. Uh, it feels that, uh, that good, kind of weird and... It feels that good, kind of weird, and definitely fulfilling. Good. That's the, great. The I novel- always like it when people are writing. Yes. Are you writing? I am. Yes. Uh, anything you want to talk about? No, not yet, but okay. I'm excited about it. It's just like, Marty must die. Marty must die. <laughs> Marty must die. <laughs> that's that's actually what's on the page, but it, it looks to me different. <laughs> <laughs> it's poetry. Uh, the novel I'm working on is the first romance-focused um the uh, first romance-focused one I've ever done. It still has fantastical elements, including spells, an ancient Mexican lizard monster, El Silbon, nice, and an altar in uh, and an affair in Spain. Nice. That's where all the best affairs happen. Yeah, which bleeds into my next bit of news. I'm currently waiting to hear back from an agent on several scripts I'm credited as co-writer on. Wow, cool. Uh, if they're picked, my if they're picked, my writing partner uh, a writer at collider uh, aims to pitch them both at netflix if anyone has advice or knows what to email at netflix all help is appreciated finally my old friend has named me godfather to his son fantastic oh, news nice. that's the it's best great. news um in other or in other words an atheist asked an agnostic to partake in an a uh, catholic tradition for a jewish baby a uh, much love and well wishes insert Peter W.G. joke here. Um, you know what? Godfather, I don't think it has to be 
um, a religious, a, a, a non secular thing. I think. What? I, I don't you think. don't God Father. I, but I'm I'm just meaning the role. Like when I say role. when I say good morning, yeah, that isn't, doesn't mean I'm talking about God. No, you're saying good morning. You're saying isn't have good, a morning that's good. You know, I celebrate Christmas. That doesn't mean I'm. That's it. You don't believe in Jesus no, as God. No, well, that, you're a hypocrite. So uh, most people in the United States are hypocrites when they celebrate Christmas. You know what? You're a fucking hypocrite. Do you celebrate Easter? Um, yeah. The, the celebration of uh, human sacrifice of I, a demigod. I roll away the stone. Yeah. No. So if you if you don't believe in Jesus, in the but divinity of no, Jesus, and you I celebrate just, these, I'm trying to help. Huh? I'm trying to help Chris here. You're trying to help him? Yeah, but it's saying there's like, nothing it's wrong a, with it. I'm just, it's just, you're saying that there's nothing wrong with it. Like it, I'm is, saying it's a good thing to support. He's pointing, he's pointing out the, the kind of ridiculousness of it. I'm No, I'm saying that it's a good thing to be your friend. Like, I always think oh, of a, nice. a godfather being a, as one who says, I will be there if you die. Yeah. For your son. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's nice. It, it's it's nice. It's you're borrowing a nice tradition from a religion that you don't particularly. Yeah, um, like the, good in. ideas come from everywhere. You know, Mussolini got the trains running on time. You exactly. Know? Exactly. Well, if we get it back all to comes that, back to good. Mussolini. Yeah, you know? Mussolini. Somebody was doing it right in Italy. Yeah, yeah. Somebody. Uh, somebody. That was like seventy years ago. <laughs> now they got porn stars in the parliament. What the hell? Yeah, that was twenty years ago. <laughs> Cicilini, Cicilina, Cicilina. So, anyhow, I, I think that's fantastic news. I'm really excited. I, I don't know what Collider is. I think that's a website. Um, I don't have any advice um, or know anybody who, to email at Netflix. Do you have any advice for pitching or 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 soliciting work? I'll give you the advice that if you do it remotely, do uh, and Steve, just stand up. Stand up. Don't sit down. Yeah. That was really good advice from Steve. If you do it in person, stand up as well. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, I I did. Steve and I did one pitch and Steve was incredible. He was very good. He's a genius. I've heard. Uh, he's also very funny. Yeah. He's very, very funny. Yeah. He's also got gray hair. Oh, my. The grayest. Yeah. The grayest. The very, greatest very, gray hair. Very gray hair. Uh, but I would say, yeah, like uh, persistence is good, and and then yeah, I, I I don't, yeah, I think it really helps to have really good material. That too, yeah, yeah. It also, I think, in, in this day and age, it helps if you are a nineteen-year-old um, Hispanic woman. How so? Well, I just think that if you have really good material, then you know. That would be helpful. No, no, explain why. No, I'm not saying anything else. No, I'm done. That was that was, uh, that was a bad thing to say, and I'm not going to say anything else. Uh, Chris Miller it's was... true, but... <laughs> I don't know if that's 100% true. Chris Miller was a 19-year-old uh, Hispanic who listened to this show at one point many, many, many years ago. Fantastic. Uh, so that, that that's in his favor. Yes. Her favor. Uh, but, no, Chris is... Uh, what? Never mind. I don't know what I'm talking about. Okay, Chris, uh, let us know how it goes. We're getting super loopy here right now. Um, and we would love to help you however we can. I don't know how we ended up pitching something, but I, I don't. I think after that they were like, all right, that Steve guy, that Steve guy was uh, 
a genius, but I yeah. don't know what that schlump was doing with that him. Guy, I think I saw him on an episode of Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, no, nobody ever saw it. Nobody ever said, were you in Grey's Anatomy? Nobody ever said that to me. My parents didn't even know that I was in it. They sat through the whole episode when I told them that I was in it. And, and, and they didn't notice you? No. They're like, who are you in it? I was playing the guy who looked like me. I was playing me, except I was a doctor. And if said, I were a doctor, you were a doctor. If I were a true Dream narcissist, true. I would have said, "I was such a good actor. My own parents didn't recognize yeah. me." But I'm not that smart. Um, okay, John, we've been going on a, a shitload of time. We have, John. Thank you so much. I have to go for staying here. Uh, Tell us. Did, did it record on the on the? Uh, camera? We'll find out. Who I knows? have no idea. If you, you have to mail it off to, to Will Wilkinson, mm, do you but, use ponies to send I'm it? I'm waiting off for there? the pigeon to come or, to arrive. Look, I put the perch out, and I've got the the have peanut butter with the, the wheel, millet on it. The wheel. It was invented not so long ago. All right. Well, you were there, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we are, people. Steve uh, was here. He'd say something funny right now. I know, but we're not funny. We're no genius. We're just a bunch of dummies. Yeah. So at least we don't have gray hair. I we both have gray hair. You fucking idiot. <laughs> not on my hands. Uh, so, John. Yeah. What's going on with you? Anything? That Nothing. To plug? I, don't, I, I don't want to plug anything right now. I, I have something to plug. Okay, go ahead. I wrote. I, I, I want to say wrote. Brilliant right. technical no. documentation. No, 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 no. I stole some great, no, not even great. I stole some decent, no, some working <laughs> Python code. And then I sort of manipulated it to do what I needed it to do. Yeah. And I'm praying my manager is like, all right, okay, we'll keep you on for a little bit. Great. Yeah. So, anyhow, I got that done. It was really That's cool. Fantastic. It was so cool. I was That's really, great. really happy. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, but I couldn't, I couldn't figure out how to just make it do exactly what I wanted to do. But you know what? That's not what the heart is for. Good. That's really good. Python. <sighs> Python, it's the wave of the future. Uh, yeah, it's been around for 20-something years, but... Hey, listen, man. Hey, uh, I, have you tried Fortran? Um... That's what that's what that's what Ray thing. pulled out of the dumpster. Fortran. <laughs> we cut like several lines of Fortran. It was a maze ball. Yeah. Language of the future. We will see you. Uh, and by the way, Cassandra. Just so everyone knows, Cassandra was, got stuck at work at the last second. Both of them. That's at least that's what Steve says. But hopefully, we'll all be back next week, and we will Steve, see. You know, Steve is actually with his legs up in the dumpster looking for some. Drugs right Fortran. He's doing some Fortran. He's like, he's up to five Tran. <laughs> we will see you next Tuesday. <laughs> Hit that block, 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 hit that block
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Pim This has been a Smodco Internet Production. Sip only at Smodcast.com. <laughs>